Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a saner, songwriter, podcaster, relationship coach, and rehabilitation counselor. I'm also a Christian who for years grew up in a church that taught me to fear God instead of love God. For years, I felt betrayed by God and felt like God didn't love me because I wasn't perfect and because I didn't do the right thing all of the time. For years, I felt like I was destined to go to hell because there was no way I could keep all of God's laws and there was no way I could win God's approval. It wasn't until I began to read and study the Bible on my own that I realized that, yes, there is nothing I can ever do to be perfect. I will never be able to win God's approval. But the great thing about it is that I didn't have to because God loves me the way I am and God is here to help me through any and everything that I go through. It wasn't until I realized that God was there for me and that what I had been taught about God my whole life was a lie that I began to understand who God really was. It wasn't until I began to lose my religion and focus on God that I understood who God was and his amazing love for me and how much he loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different journey and a different path to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding God. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, we have an amazing guest. Her name is Diane Brawley, and she has an amazing story to tell. She talks about how she felt like God didn't love her and how she wasn't worthy of God's love. And I'm sure that resonates with a lot of people. But listen to her story and find out how she realized that God loves her and that he died for her and he loves her unconditionally. Without further ado, here is the story of Diane. Hello, Diane. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to interview with me. I truly, truly appreciate that. Oh, I'm glad to be here. I I wanted to do it. It was interesting to me. (laughs) Well, I have some questions I want to ask you. And just answer okay. however you want to answer. Okay, so the first okay. thing I want to find out from you is um, how was your childhood like? What was that like when you were a kid? I had a good childhood. Uh, I grew up uh, being the youngest of like four. Oh, wow. uh, I, I was saying I was the oops because my brothers and sisters were 12, 14, and 15 years older than me. And um, <clears throat> yeah, and um, I had both my mother and father in the home. And um, my mother was a school teacher and my father uh, painted and did things like that. And like rule, like we took a two week vacation every summer and usually went somewhere. And um, just a really normal childhood. Uh, Sundays were in church um, where I grew up uh, AME. So you don't hear it much, but it's, I mean, especially when you come south, because now I'm in Texas, so, yeah. But uh, I went to St. Paul right there in Pleasantville, New Jersey, every oh, Sunday, wow. so, yeah. So what were, I mean, what were some things that you learned about God as a child? 
okay, so as a child, I knew that Jesus Christ had died for our sins. Mm-hmm. I knew the, like some of the Ten Commandments, thou now, you know, don't steal, don't kill, don't lie, you know, just, <laughs> you know, some of the basics, you know, and, and, uh, my, my mother always would tell us that, you know, God sees everything and, uh, you should treat people in a manner you want to be treated. Cause that's how he would expect us to treat people. And yeah. that's how I grew up. And so I believed in God at an early age, you know, but I don't think I had a relationship with him. So what was like your view or what was your perspective of him? Were you afraid of him? Did you love him? Like, what was that? How did, what was your perception being as small and as young as you were of God? I probably had more fear of him. Yeah. I would definitely think uh, if I had to pick something, it would definitely be fear. And somewhere, somewhere in the line, I kind of didn't really feel worthy of his love. So I, I was always battling that. And then I was, I was like, right after high school, I got pregnant. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah. And that really threw me off. And so there was a stretch where, I mean, I remember the whole pregnancy. I read John 14, that whole entire pregnancy, because it was a disappointment to my family and, you know, the way I have been brought up, but, you know, we mustered it up and we got married and everything, but it just, I don't know, it took, you know, I was always feeling like, oh my God, you know, I messed up and this, I'm I'm just not worthy. Yeah. And did your parents say anything to let you know differently or like, how was their reaction? What did they think? it just wasn't discussed. Okay. You know what I mean? I get it. Like, like it just, it just wasn't discussed. So I kind of went through half of my, probably until my thirties. Yeah. Wow. Battling it. Yeah. You know, just battling it. And I know it caused me to have a weakness in my faith for a long time yeah yeah I mean that's understandable though because I mean if all we were taught as kids you know is you're going to get in trouble for this that God's going to be mad at you for this yeah when you do something that you feel is like so out of the realm of his love or whatever yeah it's just like oh my goodness what have I done and then you try to yeah I totally get that how that plays out yeah you feel like you got that scarlet A on you you know what I mean like you just walking with it yeah but yeah, so based yeah. on what you're saying about how you thought you weren't worthy and how you battled that for years, like, what was that like, those years when you're feeling that way? Like, were you trying to make things up to God? Were you just like, well, forget it, I'm done because I can't get this right anyway? I still forged forward. I, you know, my children were christened. They were baptized. I took them to church. Um, I remember when we were out in San Diego, you know, they didn't have AME. So I, that's when I kind of switched from AME to Baptist. Right. And I went to this church. It was called Bayview Baptist. And so it was a big church. You know, I had a big choir and everything. So I was still 
moving forward with my Christianity in the way that, okay, I grew up in the church, my children are going to grow up in the church, and that's, you know, but I still, I still didn't have that, um, that one-on-one. Okay. How how we talk about you should be able to just talk to him and right. and I didn't have that. Still. Mm-mm. When did you come to the point where you just realized something is wrong? I gotta change something. Um so I was we had gone to Japan because my husband's in the military. I must have been in my thirties or so, and my daughter had done this thing called uh Beat in the Nueva and they took her somebody sponsored her to go okay and on that Sunday we had to go up to where they were and just kind of like a little ceremony they gave them after mm-hmm. at the end of it right so I get up there and all these young kids are on fire for God, like I've never seen before. Like they're coming up and they're talking about the weekend and they're just on fire for God. And I'm like, what the, like, what is going on? Like, so I was like, so then one of the parents that was, that had sponsored her said, well, you know, we have a weekend for adults too. And do you think you would be interested in going? And I said, well, yeah, because it has sparked my interest. You know, these yeah. young kids in in three days are this fired up for God. Like what yeah. happened? You know? Yes. Yeah. So she sponsored me to go and I went up there on top of, I always say I found God on top of Okatama mountain in Japan that those three days I found out that one, I found out God's journey. Yes. I didn't know his journey. And then two, once I found his journey and we talked like they did that, that passage how he came through the streets and how they were dragging him and they were beating him and all that and I realized then oh my god so he the love he had for us you know what I mean Mm -hmm. just to go through all that yeah and then and then we had this ceremony and I'll never forget because the lady said during the ceremony, it was a big bonfire. And uh, she said, write three of what you feel are your worst sins down. Oh, wow. And and I said, I didn't even want to write my sins because I was like, <laughs> well, we got to talk about what? <laughs> you know, she was like, she kept like reassuring us, you know, she was like, no, 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 no. I just want you to write it. I'm going to give you a piece of paper. I'm going to give you three pieces of paper and, and a pen. And you're just going to write it down and fold it up. And at the, she said, okay, everybody come to the fire. Everybody come up to this bonfire and run up to the bonfire. She said, throw, throw them in there. And she okay. said, they're gone. That's amazing. So that analogy 
it was an, an analogy that I was like, and I remember just crying, like weight had been lifted off me. Wow. You know, crying. And um, the next morning we get up and we're going to breakfast. I tripped and sprained my ankle. And they were going to send me back. And this one of the guys came and I was like, I don't want to go back. I want to stay my weekend. And he said, well, ask God to help you. I said, what? He goes, when we get a break and you go back to your room, ask God to help you. He said, people don't have to lay hands on you. You can lay hands on yourself. Mm -hmm. I said, what? He said, yes. And then he said, why would you, like, why didn't you ask him? Like, just have a conversation with him. And I went back to that room and and I did it. And when I, I laid hands on that ankle and I heard something just go pop. Wow. And and after that, I could bear weight on it. I could, everything. Oh, and amazing. I, so I had all these, like just profound moments happening. And I was like, what in the world? Who is this? Like, who, like, who, like, I, I, I got it. Mm -hmm. I finally got it. And, and we, and, you know, we had that discussion about that worthiness thing. And uh, I had a lady come during the weekend and she, when she did this whole breakdown with me about what, if you are a child of God, like everybody's child of God, like we all fall short. Like we're, we're all, nobody is, that's why, that was the whole purpose of the cross. Like yeah. it, he already knew we were going to fall short, you yeah. know? And so when I started getting that and I started just, I don't know, something happened and I felt that spirit over me. And I got a peace and it, it has never left me. That's amazing. Even now I'm not going to say that I haven't had times when I'm trying get angry or something, but that piece that happened to me that weekend, it never left me because it was different because I realized God's love for me. Yeah. And I realized that I was worthy of that love. Definitely. Yeah. So in that moment, yeah. like what are some things that you unlearned? Because it sounded like you you had learned a lot of things one way, but then you realized that this well, is not true. That church had nothing to do with it. Right. That um, that uh, your spirituality is within you. That you can just get up and talk to God and he's there. Mm -hmm. uh, you can ask him for the things you want. Yes, you can. You can, you can pray. You don't have to have a special time for it. You can call, and and in the times when you can't pray, you can just say, "Help me, Jesus," yeah. and he he knows already. So That's beautiful. I I think I I learned all that fear is is it's not what God wanted for us, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, hell and damnation is not what God wanted for us you know no definitely not and and I, I also learned that he wanted happiness for us and he wants us to be happy here before the afterlife yeah. you know I, 
Like he doesn't want us to be in misery. He doesn't want to be sad. Like, so, you know, I try to, when I talk about God, I try to stay on the positive because I always say, mm, God doesn't want us to be deemed and marked and pun- he's not a punishing God. Right. Now he may be a God of consequences, mm-hmm. but he's not a punishing God. And it's he's amazing not. he said that because um, even when you talk about consequences, it's like even when we go through consequences, I think it's amazing that he helps yeah. us through the consequences that we, from our own actions. Like he helps us with our own mess and he yes. helps us yes. with our own yes. problems. Well, we create our own issues, but he's still there. Yeah, we created our own, but he's yes. still there. We created the mess. And he just comes yes. and cleans yes. it back up and be like, okay, try it again. <laughs> try it again. Try it again. Try it again. Yeah, I I can't. The the I just can't like even describe it. Like I, my relationship now, you know, I do go to church, but mm-hmm. if I don't go to church, I don't. I, I don't really even go to church for my relationship with God. Right. It's more like the fellowship and to hear the music and da 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 da. <laughs> yeah. My relationship with God can't nobody take because it is here with me. Exactly. Yeah. And that's no, I different. That. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think that you have to go to church, then it's a way I think that it keeps you from really forming that relationship that you need to have just with God because you think you got to work to do all these other things. But I know we don't have to work for God's love. I was reading when was it the other day in John nope. and he's like God is love and he was talking about all his characteristics and he's like even if we didn't love him he loved us first even before we loved him so I'm just like okay so even if we chose not to love God he still loves us and he will yes. still watch he out still for us, us and yes. still look out for us even for yes. people who don't even believe yes. he exists he still watches out for them and protects yes, them he's just still like doing he does everybody yes. else so yes. it just goes to show you that God yep. just loves us like Regardless of what we do, how we act, what yeah. we say, he loves us and he will. That's unconditional. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's deep. Absolutely, I agree. Now I try yeah. to do the same thing you do. Yeah. Like when I talk to people, I don't, I don't really tell them, I don't say anything negative because my father-in-law has this thing where he's like, the Bible, God is just about good news. And that's true because you think about it and when you read the Bible, it's just about his love for us and only good things. So why would I tell somebody, Oh, well, you're going to go to hell if you don't do that. Because if they yeah. have a relationship with God and they're talking to him, then if they're doing something that they probably should not be doing, God will help them get through that. Yeah. Most people, yeah. I noticed that we do things we shouldn't do just because it's a form of either acting out or because of things that has happened to us in the past. Yeah. Like, once you think about it, it's like most people do things as a reaction of something that occurred or yes. they're acting out. They're not just waking yeah. up and like, I'm just going to be bad today. I'm just going to be mean. I'm just going to do whatever. Nope. That's not how that works out. And it's, I'm glad yes. God understands us. And he sees yeah. where people are hurting because we may think someone's a jerk, yes. but they could actually be hurting. And God knows yep. this and he sees that. Yep. And yep. so he judges, he doesn't look at people or even us the way the world looks at us or people looks at us. He looks at us like, these are my kids. I love yep. them. He sees what we are going to be while we're yeah. working toward being what he called us to be. What is your favorite thing about God? It would definitely have to be his love for me mm-hmm. and his ability to love me even when I'm not, <laughs> even when I'm falling short. 
So what advice would you give to someone who maybe feel like they need something more, they're kind of looking for God, but don't know exactly where to start to find him? Like, what advice would you give that kind of person? First, I would probably tell them to go get, like, go get a Bible, go get, um, there's another book called Knowing God that is a, is a really good book, good read, mm-hmm. and, uh, and get your Bible and get in it, like, but just like a plain English Bible, not yeah. that one that said be thou and then and start reading it. Because the one thing that I don't think people realize is if you read that Bible, guess what? There's love stories in that Bible. Yes, there is. There's war in that Bible. There's there's so many stories that we don't even know. And if we if we start reading it and then just start talking to him, just but you got to know that there's an entity out there you know what I mean and um and then pray just pray to him talk to him talk to him talk to him Mm -hmm. you know ask him to reveal himself to you well thank you so much for sharing your story what an amazing story I especially love the part when Diana talked about how she realized that God loved her in that moment when she was on the mountain in Japan And she was actually talking to God and how he healed her foot. That was amazing. And I think that's the best testament of God's way of showing her that he honestly loved her. Listen, if you have made mistakes and you've done things you're not proud of, guess what? God still loves you. He has not forgotten about you. And he loves you with his whole heart. He just wants you to talk to him. And no matter what you've done, you can never, ever, ever do anything that is too big that he would not love you. There's nothing you can do that will make God love you any less. Remember, God loves you. And he will show up. If you ask him, he will talk to you. But you got to give him a chance and talk to him. And listen to what he's trying to tell you. That was amazing. And you know what else? God has already forgiven you for any sin that you've committed. So you have to believe that God has already forgiven you. So many people go through life feeling like God hasn't forgiven them. And like God is just counting their sins against them. But he loves you and he forgives you. And this reminds me of a story where um, I heard a long time ago. The story was about a guy and he hit a kid's pet by accident. And he apologized and said he was sorry. And the person forgave him for killing their pet. So then they buried the pet and they went on their way. The next day, the guy came back because he dug the pet up again. And he went back and he's like, I'm so sorry for killing your pet. This went on for weeks and weeks. Until one day the person's just like, stop it, stop it. I've already forgiven you. There's no need to keep digging up my pet. No need to keep asking for forgiveness. It's done. I forgive you. And I know that's morbid and that sounds terrible. But we do that with God. God has already forgiven us for our sins. But we keep going to our past and we keep digging up our sins and bringing them back to God. Like, God, I'm just so sorry. I'm so sorry. But he's already forgiven you and he's forgotten about it. There is a text in the Bible that talks about how God throws our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. And he doesn't remember them. He doesn't even look at them. Where we might look at our sins and constantly remind ourselves of how we're not worthy of God's love. God doesn't do that. He's forgiven you and he loves you. So if there is something that you've done and you're not sure if God's forgiven you, guess what? He's forgiven you. If there's something that you've done and you feel like, oh, God can't really love me, guess what? He does love you. And all you have to do is believe that God loves you and believe that he has forgiven your sins. Now, the song we're going to listen to today is a song by an artist called Sam Pope. And his song is about I Believe. And it talks about 
how he believes all of the good things that God has for him. And that includes forgiveness, that includes loving us unconditionally. So here's the song by our Artist of the Week, Sam Pope, I Believe. I'm holding on to this dream. Things are going wrong. My faith is strong, so it seems. Years gone by, I'm standing on. His promises I must confess. I'm still holding on. Doubt and fear consume my heart. I made mistakes, I fell apart Then I remember what you promised to me So I believe, I believe All the promises and plans you have for me I believe, Lord, I believe, I believe I live and now I'm free My life has changed, I'm not the one that I used to be My mind is strong, now I can stand My faith, my trust and hope is in the master's plan so don't give up on what he said, just promise you will see, cause I remember what he promised to me. So I believe, I believe, all the promises and plans he have for me. you have for me yes i believe lord i believe i believe i believe i still believe i 
Bye-bye.